Hi everyone, it's Olga. Welcome to SEO Cashflow. How are you doing, Miriam? Good, because I don't have too many meetings this week. Oh, I do have a few, to be honest. I think maybe too many, maybe not too many, but I wish I had fewer, I think. What are your thoughts? You First of all, I think you do have too many just based on your facial expression. Oh. And second, I want to say hi to our friend Jess, um, who is over in Toronto. And she's the reason we are doing this. Hi, Jess, because she's like, right. help. I have too many meetings. My head is exploding. When do I actually get to doing my job? When do I do my work? I'm always stuck in meetings. So we're talking about that today. Yeah, let's talk about meetings and... What are your thoughts about meetings? What do you think is like the optimal number of meetings per week, per day, per client? Because I know that last year you had a lot of them. I, I believe too many, right? Yes. And I think I, you changed something in that respect. I did. And I've actually been doing iterations for quite a few years because I, I, I hate meetings. I hate them. They're useful, but I don't like them because if you're neurodivergent, for example, for me, getting into the context of the meeting, dealing with too many people at once, once the meeting ends, you can't expect me to jump back into work. I need to decompress. So that creates situations where I'm easily tired because it's meeting back to back to back to back. And Olga, you've probably already done this where you're staring at the clock going, you're going over. I don't know how to politely tell you that I have another meeting back to back because I have not planned any buffer and you need to go because I have to go somewhere else and you're stuck. Yeah, I, I see yeah. this happening as well. To be honest, I wouldn't say this is happening too often for me right now. But mm -hmm. last year, at some point, I had two jobs. There were tons of meetings, tons of calls there. And I am pretty sure... Most of them were unnecessary. They went overboard. Sometimes they even took like four hours. And it was like four hours of basically doing nothing. Because it was quite easy to very often to compress that meeting to 30 minutes to 15 minutes. But there were a lot of people in those meetings. Some weren't even participating. They had to listen. Sometimes things that didn't really move the needle were discussed during those meetings. And after such a meeting, I was like completely wiped out, unable to work totally. And this was also one of the big things that motivated me to pursue my own path, where I have a lot, of, a lot to say regarding how many meetings I have. Still, this is not ideal, but... I think at this point, I have a maximum of two meetings per day. And this is because I am like, I'm this kind of person who also doesn't like meetings and they drain me. Yeah. So, so I'm different from you in the sense that I have a rule with myself. I can pack as many meetings as I feel like, but differently from you. It's not two a day. Nobody is allowed to have a meeting with me on Mondays, except maybe you. That's it. Yeah, the same. The same and, with you. Yeah. Mondays. Yeah. And same thing, unless I really like you as a client and it's mainly training that I'm interested in and you're going to be polite and we're going to laugh and we're going to treat it like a Friday. 
um, no meetings on Fridays. So there's a reason for that. I do all of my admin work. I do all of my thinking. I prepare stuff for the next week. Or on Mondays, I catch up from the last week. No meetings on Mondays or Fridays. So it has to fit on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So, so for the people who listen to us right now and you're like, I could never do that. Breathe in. Give it a try. Hey, so we're going to schedule this meeting on Monday. Oh, thank you for thinking of me, but I'm not available on Mondays. Or I'm not available at this time. If you say at this time, they're going to try to reschedule it later in the day. So just say, hey, Mondays, I'm not available. You don't say, I don't have meetings on Mondays or I don't do meetings. You say you're not available. Your time is your own. You don't owe anyone a justification. And, and I have another example. I have a dear friend of mine. She earns less money than she could because she made a deal. She only works four days a week and they always schedule meetings and work stuff for her on Fridays when she's off. And I was like, oh, and they kept trying to do this over and over again, asking her to make an exception. And she was like, no, no, because I know, I know you're going to keep doing this to me. No. That is my day. I, you're not paying me for it. You're not paying for my availability. You're not paying for my brain. You're not paying for anything. That's my day. So no meetings on Fridays. And what happens when people schedule them? She lets them have the meetings without her. She, she designates someone to take the notes. And she's like, this is it. Yeah, that's, that's perfect, I would say. And if your clients, for example, have uh, the link to your calendar and they basically, when they want to talk to you, they click on, on the calendar link, you can simply make it impossible to book a, cer a certain day, which is also what I did. And the same yes. with some hours. I know that during certain hours I have workouts and I don't want anyone to book a meeting during those hours. So this is quite an easy fix. Just schedule your availability in your calendar app the way that suits you. Tidy Cal Calendly, make sure that you just check off those days and that's it. And you're good. You don't have to justify anything. But there's another trick, one that um, I realized many people don't do, but it's twofold. It actually does two things. In Google Calendar, for example, you can, well, in Google Calendar, Tidy Cal, Calendly, any calendar application really, like whether it's for booking or your own agenda, you can automatically schedule your meetings to have buffers. So this means that in Calendly, for example, you can make it so that people are not able to book an, a meeting with you right after another meeting. You can have like a 10 to 15 minutes cutoff. So that's great because ideally you also get people trained and you're like, I'm going to have to go because the meeting was up to 1050. Bye. So you need that buffer because you explain, I have to prepare for another meeting. Yeah. AKA, just like I bring you value as an expert, I have to get my stuff ready for the next meeting. And this is inching you closer to glory. What do I mean? I don't do 60 minute meetings most of the time. If I do go over, it's because I feel like it. But otherwise, mm -mm. I tend to offer automatically. So in my calendar, the way it's set up is if I invite anyone for a meeting, it is automatically half an hour, never an hour. So you don't have to be as draft, drastic as me. You can usually say 45 minutes. I've even tried 15 minutes. So some clients, like you said, they kind of like talk a lot. 15 minutes, get it done. 
the end. You don't have more time because I don't trust you. And like you said, four hours for half an hour meeting. Schedule it for half an hour. People will adapt and people will stop fluffing around because they know you only have half an hour. The end. Yeah, but that was like on the agency side when I didn't really, when I couldn't really influence the length of the call. Now when I can with my own clients, I rarely go above one hour, to be honest. They also don't have time to just talk about, to just talk. I am quite concrete with what I have to communicate. No, no, no. Let me stop you right there. Okay. I am very, I'm very matter of fact. I've been told I'm way too direct for a French person and mm-hmm. I'm a digital nomad. So people want to see pictures of the beach that is right next to my house currently, or they want to talk oh. about my next destination, or they want to say hi to my puppy. Like people really care about me as a human and it's really nice, but that's not how it works. We we have work to do. Like this is the, this doesn't work. We can talk about the puppy if someone else is late, for example, sure. But otherwise, no. So people will always fill that time because you're forgetting something, Olga. Some people that you deal with, they don't have meetings. You're their Disneyland. Like I've worked with some people that basically this enables them to say they're busy. This makes them feel important. And they're not, they don't have the same. Yeah. So you really do have to be matter of fact and act like, hey, I'm a doctor. I don't have time. Like, this is a domino effect. If you make me late, everyone else is late. So, no. And if you don't put yourself in other people's shoes, you don't understand why they keep making these four hour, like, cinematic meetings. Because you're like, why? Well, there's a reason. This is their fun time. So it's really, yeah, I know. I know you didn't realize this, but I used to work client side. And when we went to visit the agency, so many of the people in my team were like, it's agency day. We're not doing anything. Woo! For real. Yeah. I would say, yeah, if you get paid for hours, like strictly for hours, not for the work you do. Very often, I think there will be that tendency to have longer meetings that don't really make sense and don't really move the needle if you get paid for what you actually do. Of course, it is not that simple. Then probably the meetings will be just about what you are supposed to do. Because this really changed for me when I started to only have meetings with my own clients or meetings with people who I interview for the podcast. And this isn't happening. Maybe I am just lucky with the clients I have. Am I? Yes. Okay. Okay. There are some meetings. I'm not going to lie. I also work with some agencies either to set up some training or um, to actually do um, collaborations for work. And whenever there's like a director or a VP, I have to put up with the whole like director or VP telling you about them and their agency and how awesome they are. And I'm like, you hired me. Like, I, you don't need to prove that you're good. My job is to train you or bring another expertise you don't have. Or there is this one agency over in Canada. They have they have had so many workers that they're known to be best of breed. Like they're really hot stuff. And Whenever I have one person in a training group that is from that agency, they feel the need to tell me they're from that agency. They, it's like the same script 
I've had this more than a hundred times already. Uh -huh. And so was the same script. Back when I used to do this at this agency, this is how we did it. Oh, it's really smart. I didn't know this part, but I kind of did know it because we did do it a bit. And then I asked like one question to make sure they know, but they don't. They just want to feel smart, prove that they're superior. And I'm like, leave your ego at the door. I'm here to train you. I'm on your side. I think you're awesome. This is going to be fine. But no. They really need to express this. And these are human traits that will come out in meetings. Like there's different flavors. And that's why it's important to talk about it and go, hmm, figure what you're in it for. Sometimes you can like turn off your brain and let people talk because you know they don't want you to pay attention really. They just want you to go, ooh, ah, great. So coast a bit when it comes to that. Like I mm -hmm. had one for an hour. The dude spoke about himself for 38 minutes. I timed it. Yeah, I timed it. That, that I let him go. I, I let him go. He was happy. So you need to figure out what is the point of the meeting? And for me, I have two things. If this, if you make an appointment with me without a clear agenda, I am a savage. I will cancel it and ask you to fill it in after. I'm like, try again. Not like fill it in and you send me an email saying, oh, yeah, I'll do it later. No, it's canceled. It's not. It doesn't exist in my calendar right now if it doesn't have an agenda. The next thing is not all meetings are equal. Figure out what the priority is. Okay. And I, I, I can go on about this, but I have to ask you, how do you prioritize your meetings for the week? Because there's always people who want to come in last minute. Mm -hmm. So usually in my calendar, you cannot book the meeting within I think a week so the quickest meeting you can have is usually within five days or even more if you actually need to like urgently meet with me you have to contact me directly and then I will see what I can do but there is not, no such option that the, the, the same day you want to meet with me you book it so that's one thing I'm using so that's very important when you're a new freelancer you don't know how to say no and you will have a lot of people who try to do walk-ins and you accommodate them because it's always an emergency, right, Olga? Whenever you get that email and they want it for the same day, it's always an emergency. Yeah, stick your guns and say, I'm really sorry, I'm not available today. I have a window of booking of a week. Or you know when you have that client that's like, mm, that time doesn't work for us anymore. We need to reschedule. How about tomorrow at 8 a.m.? And you're like, I hate you. No. So you need to get comfortable going, oh, that's really unfortunate. I understand these things happen. And then you're like, however, I'm only available next week at this time or the week after. So for me, if I have a client that is a repeat offender and three times in a row, they cancel like this for the week. Watch me tell them they can't wait two weeks, three weeks because they don't value my time. I value my time. Bye. And they do, and they're they're upset about it. They try to cut in line and then they learn weird, huh? So I think it's really important to specify this, that for me, for example, if you want to book a meeting the same week, just like you, it doesn't work. My time is already planned and I'm not the most organized person in the world either. It's just, it's that much work. We're that much in demand, the end. And to be honest, for me, I prefer having days without calls at all because I'm never able to work that efficiently if I know there is a call waiting for me in a couple oh, of hours it's always like this so it's 
it's it's an ADHD thing for me. It's a common trait where uh -huh. if you have that one meeting at like 1 p.m., your entire morning's fucked. Oh, you can't do anything. Yeah, it's a thing. I'm serious. It like it causes you anxiety and you're like, yeah. I can't do anything else because I have this meeting. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. And I work with it. And, hmm. and another element. It, I'm not saying you're ADHD. I'm just saying that, you know, like it is one of those traits that most people um, don't realize. I wish I wasn't anxious, but it does this to my brain. My brain does this to me, actually. So, yeah, I work with it. And how do you work this... with it? How do you deal with it? And it takes so, for me. I do, but you're going to have to wait until Brighton. I'm doing a oh, talk about ADHD. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Okay. But, I will wait. No, but it, it's it's genuinely a thing where I know that I don't schedule just a one-off meeting. Nobody's allowed to mess up my Mondays or Fridays. Like it doesn't work that way. So that's important. I keep some time where I can focus and do stuff without having to worry. So that's important for me. Another element is if I'm going to have that one meeting that is like late in the afternoon, no, get it done fast. I'm not saying first thing in the morning, if you're creative, first thing in the morning, don't schedule meetings. Like just don't, because you need to figure out when your creative time is, when you get in the flow, in the zone, don't schedule meetings during then. You're not going to be efficient otherwise. And you're wasting your time on meetings where your brain power is not as necessary. So exactly. consider that. that mm -hmm. And for me, the magic hour, usually it's early in the morning and late at night. When I say late at oh. night, like I get into the groove around 10 o'clock at night until oh. midnight, 1 a.m. Yeah. Okay. And I figured out why. Nobody writes me emails. Nobody mm. asks me for stuff. In the US, like around that time of my time usually this is when the us is still asleep so they keep writing emails during those hours so i have another thing i use mailman so mailman is this and this is not for meetings but mailman is this thing that will um receive like a concierge all my emails and it will let them go the next morning so oh. i don't see them in my inbox so i don't have to fight my addiction to answering emails that's it great. comes in at a bad time I because I know myself. <laughs> so you, whenever you receive an email, you feel urged to answer it, right? Of course. And yeah. here's the thing, Olga. If I don't like the email and it stresses me, I let it get to the pile and I'm focused on the new stuff that gets on top. Yeah. Mm -hmm. no. And with me, it's, it's a bit different. I always have all the notifications blocked practically all the time. Even on my phone, I'm always in the do not disturb mode. So it is practically impossible to call me unless you are my husband who is in this whitelist. And I keep ignoring those notifications. And then when I actually sit down and read emails, there is always a lot of them. And I get a little bit anxious that there are so many of them. But I couldn't just read emails and work, read, answer and work. So I usually need two days to go through email and answer. And I sometimes it even takes me a week to answer some people. I'm not talking about clients because with clients, it's usually I'm answering them the same day, but with others. Not me. It's, yeah. Not me. 
Nope, it can wait. I have a minimum waiting time, even, even if I answer the email, you're not getting it the same day. I will schedule it for the next morning because I do not want to train you to think I will answer all of the questions that you have right off the bat because you will keep sending me new questions. Mm -hmm. I learned that. So I'm very, very specific about this. Like, unless it's an emergency and my clients know they have to write emergency in the object plus what they need. It's not because this used to be a problem for me. And this brings a cycle thing. Huh? You're like, okay, so remember the client where I was like, you're 60% of my inbox, but not 60% of my, my take home pay. Huh? You, you often go, this could have been a 10 minute meeting, but instead you chose 15 emails. And then once you do get to the meeting, you're like, oh, this could have been an email. And it's always the same thing. You're like, I wish this, whenever you're in a meeting, you're like, I wish this was an email. And when you're in your inbox, you're like, I wish this was a meeting because this would have been faster. So there's this tension of you can't ever win. It's just over communication. It's really intense. So you have to also make decisions how to prioritize your meetings, but figure out, hey, is this even the right client for me? If they need this much intense handholding, do I specialize in this? Do I ask for a bigger retainer? What do we do? Okay, that's important to really develop solid boundaries. Like there's some people, if you send me an email at 2 a.m. super stressed, you're not my client. Unless you're doing a relaunch and like they didn't give you the choice and you're already paying me to be on call, you're not my client. And I, I can't deal with this stress. I also have certain clients who... There's only one that remains today because we actually have a good relationship. It's been a few years, but they pass off the stress to you. Yeah. So we want to have that meeting because they're really stressed and they've already flooded your inbox and you're not answering. So of course they need a meeting. You have to be careful and prioritize things. So back when I was a director, I had meetings. I had all the meetings, every single one of them. They were mine. And I would come into a do the door and go, hello, everyone. What is the topic today? And they're like this. I'm like, is this a courtesy invitation or am I vital? And then they're like, uh, uh, we just want to make sure that we don't forget anything. I'm like, ah, courtesy. And I would look to the person on my left. I'm like, make some notes for me. Whenever they mention my name or whenever there's a question going, maybe Miriam knows. You note it and you'll recap it for me later. See ya. And I would walk out. That's it. And I had people looking at me going, that's an option. I'm like, yeah, that is an option. That absolutely is an option. So like I said, agenda, prioritize, figure out, am I a courtesy add-on just to look good because people want to make sure they cover all the bases or am I key to this thing? The end. Mm -hmm. What about loom? For example, sometimes you can just loom a client and you're done with the meeting. Do you use loom? Yes, more and more what I do is I tell people, hey, we could have a loom that I do on my time and you get a faster or you can wait two weeks, three weeks to have a meeting for this because I'm sorry, I'm really busy. And people will usually choose the loom. My problem is that people send me looms because mm -hmm. they don't want to pay for my time. They don't want to pay for the meeting and they like, oh, but you can check it in five minutes. And it's like, yeah, but you're going, uh, uh. You, you're not concise in your loom. So one of the things that I do now is some clients I know 1.5 speed. Otherwise, I'm not getting through it. So yeah. loom is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. However, once again, I'm going to remind everyone, 
sometimes you're trading one problem for another. Emails, meetings, looms, whatever else, okay? So your time is your own. You have to figure out how it's happening. And if it's leaking anywhere, figure out where the leak is and plug it. So to recap, we have a few things that we discussed, right? Half an hour meetings instead of an hour. Buffer between the meetings. Make sure that in the booking links and your agenda, you're not bookable on the days that you take fully to work. Don't work during your your zone flow like genius hours. Make sure there's no meetings because this will sap the joy out of you and impact your productivity. And prioritize. Is this really needed? Like, is this for you? Is no. this an ego thing or no? Do you think I covered it or any other tip we should have? I'm thinking, yeah, you, I think you covered it pretty well, but I'm thinking, is it like possible to, would it be possible to have in, in our case to totally have no meetings at all? No. Because I am that kind of person that when I first started this, like working online, this was really a huge problem for me because I don't like being on the phone. I don't like meetings, calls. And at first it was very, very hard for me to get used to that. Of course I did. And I was like thinking that if that could be possible, but you're saying no, it's not possible. It's a human thing. Whenever people pay for an expert, it's the psychology element. They want to look at a human telling them, no, no, we're doing this right. Don't worry. I actually know. Making them feel better, making them feel in control. This is what most um, freelancers don't understand. If you're a consultant, people want to consult you. They don't want just an email going, yeah, that's yeah. fine. And people don't pay just for the work. They pay for the whole package. There's a reason why they work with you versus with someone else. There's a reason why I still make a very comfortable living being a trainer when there's really interesting and intelligent folks offering online training. There is a reason. There's a reason why communities and cohorts exist. It's a human element. So one of the things that is complicated that you will find is, and I know you have this with your partner. When I went into business, people didn't want to work with my partner because he's, uh, in French, we say um, as amiable, as enjoyable, as nice as a prison door. He's very factual. He will not smile. He will not laugh with you. Yeah, he the same, the the same. Are they twins or something? <laughs> they should meet. And yeah. people, people were like, I want to work with you instead. I'm like, yeah, you want to work with me because you enjoy wasting my time because we get to chat, we get to do stuff, we get... And I'm like, no. So I had to like tell him, sit down, listen to how I conduct some meetings, like smile steal a few things. at this moment, yeah. smile. Usually, usually I told him like, there's two things, greet people and say, so we're going to get to this. And one last bonus tip, do not hesitate to be a referee. So I'm like, that's really nice. Or that's a really complex question we're talking about right now. We meet a separate meeting for this because we're supposed to go through this, 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 this. Do not be afraid to be the referee going, hey, time box. We have 10 minutes for this. We have to move on. I'm sorry, we have to move on. Very interesting, we'll get back to it, we have to move on. Because otherwise, four hour meeting. So keep it tight and keep going. And, and this is the one thing my partner learned from me. 
I'm not going to waste any more of your time. We've been very productive. Thank you very much. Talk to you very soon. Because you turn it in a way where you're like, you're not wasting my time. I'm wasting yours. And I'm respectful. So ta-da. And they can't turn around and say, oh, no, that's fine. Because then they would admit yeah. time is not valuable. Yeah. So, of course. You're right. <laughs> so you're, you're saying that you live close to the beach right now, right? <laughs> so are we going to spend the last minute and a half of this talking about the beach yeah yeah uh, of course <laughs> so but believe it or not this is actually very useful when people are late not at the end of the meeting but when people okay. are late and you need to fluff don't hesitate to be human don't hesitate to go oh there was this fun thing or i learned this today like i had a meeting where we discussed um unknown stats about mm -hmm. the project like there was a topic and people were like, I come from this country and actually the stats from the government are different from this country. Fantastic. I actually learned a few things. We bonded. We can take it further. And then once the last person came in, I was like, let's get started. The end. But you don't do this if everyone is already around the, at the table. It's a question of respect. You dive into it. You time box. If at the end you have a little extra time and you're charging them for it anyway, sure. Let's talk about the beach if you want. But if you're not charging and if you have stuff to do, I'm not going to waste more of your time, Olga. I think we'll talk next week. Okay, if you say so, let's let's wrap it up. So I hope this was useful for everyone. I hope that, Jess, you will have more time to do the job that you actually enjoy. And if you don't like meetings, remember, everyone, you're not alone. It's a genuine thing. Nobody yeah. really likes them. So. And you can always reschedule. Oh, yes. Next week. Next, next week. Next In month. three weeks. Just yeah. Never the same week. Yeah. Well, see you around, Olga. Bye-bye. <laughs>